0: Welcome back to the North Fort Worth podcast. This is Tuesday, November 11th. It is great to be back myself, and I'm joined again this week by Pastor Stephen Lowry. Welcome, Pastor Stephen.
1: It is good to be back. It's, it is as if we need to introduce I ourselves know. again. It's, uh, it's, been a,
0: it's been too long.
1: It has been, and part of the reason for that, those of you that are a part of our, our church family, is Joshua Boyd, our host, actually had a a battle with COVID. He and his wife, Riley, uh, had uh, to work through that. And uh, as we have returned to the podcast, I'm sure more than a few people might be interested to to just hear, uh, Josh, what you would say about this whole COVID experience.
0: Yeah. So one of the, well, I say one of the things, a few things that I've kind of told everyone, and you know, Sally Cook, our children's minister, had um, COVID, and we overlapped in the office for a Probably maybe I mean, not even a day from when she was exposed and uh, she contracted the virus and then uh, I was exposed um, and we've tried replaying, you know, the events of that the one day that there was overlap and they're just based on the CDC's guidelines for exposure. There just doesn't seem to be a time where I would have actually been exposed, and so one of the the funny things about COVID to me is that you really never can tell. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so they do try to trace right, it, right? But, I mean, it can be a, a car door, um, you know, at the it can be um, the gas pump at a gas station. It can be um, the clothes rack at a, at an a department store. Anywhere that's public. Is exposure. I mean, really, sure. and uh, to but an now, extent.
1: Don't let that terrify those of you that are listening because that Sunday, uh, Josh was with us and was COVID. He wasn't aware that he was sick. Yeah, right. he interacted with several folks, and thankfully, none of them developed the virus. So th- there is a, almost a randomness yeah, to, to really. how and it can
0: happen. That was kind of where I was going to end with that too, with, uh, you know, COVID is, it's a very real thing. Um, and I was, I was really sick for a few days and, um, I don't I don't mean to say uh, I mean really as actually I was actually sick there there wasn't I wasn't asymptomatic like a lot of people are and um, had uh, most of the symptoms actually that are I know it's kind of random depending on which symptoms you get but actually you know did have most of the symptoms and uh, was really down for a few days there it took a lot out of me and it is a very real um, virus with very real symptoms but the the other side of that coin is while it is real and there are uh, very good precautions set in place, I think, uh, at a lot of places that we interact in. Um, there's no need for us to live in fear. I think that's what I learned from COVID. That's and, good. Um, there's no need for us to, to live in this constant state of, what if I get, you know, and and because of that almost randomness to it, really don't have control over it. That's <laughs> and, true. And um,
1: again, and I, I think I want to assure those that are part of our congregation we are actively looking for ways to uh, maintain the necessary distancing and yeah. precautions. And and I, I think this points to the fact that we did a good job yeah, with I that. I think it that, does. That and
0: I, I was in the building and had COVID 19, and zero people contracted the virus. And, and
1: again, and that doesn't mean that we throw caution to the wind. It instead, I think, encourages us just to be sensible, yeah. what do we're the things that are doing is working. That yeah. you, you're doing, and, and know that again, no, you can't guarantee that you won't contract the virus at some point, but uh, it's helpful to realize that some of these measures indeed uh, prevent yeah. it from being passed along unnecessarily. Now, I know you were home and we were checking on you and, and you had good days followed by a bad day and then yeah. a good day. And it was kind of a roller yeah. coaster. Was there maybe anything that you learned just out of even in a spiritual side of things, is you were just coping with, okay, uh, why is this happening to me? Yeah,
0: what what comes to mind? Yeah, definitely. I, I think one of the. Um, one of the biggest things that has impacted me in my life, and every time that I've gone through um, a trial or a season of loss or <laughs> really anything that that's unexpected, I think as Christ followers, we love to, almost habitually, we love to say that God is in control. God is sovereign. God is sovereign is almost a hot button uh, phrase, really, and we love to say those kinds of things, and they're true. They're, abs- they're absolutely true, but I think sometimes we, um, we say them so much that they almost lose their importance It'd in our Cliche, right? And I think because we do that, the second that something happens that's not in our control what are you doing, God? What, what's happening here? What, you know, I, th- I thought you were in control of things. What, what, what's happening? And, and really the reality is is we get comfortable in um, God being con- in control as long as it's what we're okay with. And so um, same thing is true with, with COVID. Uh, I would have not chosen to, to get the virus. I, I wouldn't have picked to have the virus, but I got it. Riley got it. And um, we had to um, make the best of it. And we're very grateful for um, so many people in our church, we had so many gift, people gave us gift cards to uh, get some some takeout food options and uh, to get some groceries delivered, and that was so kind. Um, and I think that's one of the things that points back to um, you, you are never alone. In anything, and that's one of the things that I love most about the Christian community, and one of the things I learned um, several years ago in in college. I went through a pretty dark time in my life, and I'm an introvert, and I like spending time alone. I know that you can relate to that too. There's there's something uh, recharging or refueling about spending time alone, and uh, there's a difference between getting alone and being alone, and sometimes being alone can be really dangerous, I think, especially for humans that were designed by our creator to be intimately connected and in, in community with other people. And so when you go through something like COVID, um, and there are people who've had it a lot worse than I did, no doubt. And But when you go through anything like that, where you're kind of out of play for at least 14 days, you, you get alone. You start to feel alone and you have to take that aloneness and realize that Um, I am alone right now, but there's ways for me to be present. There's ways for me to still engage in community. And so I'm grateful that we have opportunities to do that. And
1: that's, I guess, one of my concerns for the whole season of time that the nation has been dealing with COVID is the forced isolation and detachment. I went to see my optometrist last week and we were visiting and she was commenting that as she caring for uh, those that would come to her, that there is this heightened sense of stress and anxiety sure. uh, beyond anything that she had really witnessed before. And and my burden as a pastor is that as we're pushed into this state of isolation, it has resulted in an a, a detachment yeah. that, again, you're right. God made us to be social. He made us to, to live life in community. And when, for a variety of reasons, we separate ourselves from from others and the presence of others, emotionally, I think we weaken. And that's why, as a church, we've been trying, in spite of the restrictions, to do as much as possible yeah. to connect with people. And, I mean, even this podcast, I know I'm not uh, in your home at the table talking to you. Nevertheless, we're trying in a variety of ways to say you're not in this experience by yourself. We're wanting to be yeah. a, a help and support to you. and But it also requires you to leave yourself open to finding those points of connection. Yeah. And it does uh, take a little bit of legwork. <laughs> it, it doesn't happen by accident. Yeah, for sure. Well, I know, you know, going
0: through COVID, we had um, so many people and we're so grateful, but we had so many people um, just lifting us up in prayer, and uh, uh, I feel like every day I had three or four emails or text messages from either our church staff or uh, people that uh, that we're close to in, in our. Uh, with our church body, um, people just encouraging us. Hey, we're praying for
1: you. You know, I right. was praying a lot for you yeah. because our whole media <laughs> <laughs> ministry is built on your shoulders. <laughs> I thought you you were asking the why question. I'm going, Lord, well, what are we going to do? Uh, <laughs> but Josh it worked isn't here. <laughs> by God's
0: grace. It we worked out. We did it. We did find a way. Yeah, we had lots of phone calls that first Sunday, going on during both the services, trying to talk yeah, through even things. Even
1: but... suffering with COVID, he was. He was doing what he could to yeah, this is, off-site what uh, to, for. to help make a difference with our, our media effort. But uh, you're right, I, I, COVID certainly has created the potential for prayer yeah. and, and prayer support and ways that we can uh, just uh, let people know that we're lifting them to yeah. the Lord. And if you were with us on Sunday, we are at that point in James's letter where he had something to say about prayer he wanted those who know jesus to to approach him and to allow god to work through their prayers uh commented i i think when you look at what james writes in james 5 about prayer james is convinced that there's power in it that there's something that happens when a follower of jesus approaches the father and allows that experience of prayer to be instrumental in god accomplishing something uh in a person's life and so if you weren't with us on sunday i i would encourage you to go to our website at nofortworth.com and check out the message uh from this past week because it it will stretch your thinking uh, about prayer because james was rather direct he he goes as far as to say that the the prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. And and so he wanted to call us to pray because he knows, as Jesus followers, we have access to the grace and power of God. And and I hope uh, that that's something that each of you are pursuing.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I thought it was so interesting that week after week, it seems like the Lord has, and and, I mean, I didn't plan to get COVID. We didn't didn't plan (laughs) it this way. Um, But week after week, it's such an interesting revelation to see how um, real world things that are happening in the life of our church um, and happening in the life of our country, happening in the life of our world are matching up. Perfectly with what the themes that we're touching on it does seem on that Sunday, way. and we didn't touch on just one theme Sunday. We no. touched on three different themes that really stuck with exactly where we are right now. Yeah, um, and the the, the power in prayer. And I mean, we just witnessed that firsthand in in so many different things. And uh, I know Stuart sharing with us this morning, such a a cool uh, story of transformation for uh, their new grandbaby. I mean, just constant reminders like this going on in our lives, that that prayer is miraculous and it is powerful.
1: It is. Now, I I did make a statement that uh, maybe as I shared it on Sunday, some uh, thought, well, that doesn't resonate with me. The statement I made is this, that the result of prayer is always dependent on the will of God. That if what we're wanting to discover is power in prayer, not simply participate in the activity of prayer, Hmm. then we need to appreciate that the power of prayer, the result of prayer is always dependent on God's will, God's larger purpose. I, I tried to to illustrate that by taking us to the words of Jesus on Sunday, where it's Jesus, as he was trying to teach his early disciples how to pray, instructed them to pray, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name, but then he quickly added, your kingdom come, your will be done. And so uh, Jesus, as our teacher in prayer, would emphasize that if what we're wanting to discover is the power of the Father, the power of God's provision, that on the front end, we're admitting to the Lord that we don't see everything that's happening. We don't understand every circumstance, but we can trust the one who does. And so we come to God, we approach the Father, and we say on the front end, now, Father, what I want is what you want. I want your will. I want your purposes to be played out in my life. And so I come seeking that. And what's beautiful, as I hope people recognized on Sunday, is when we come to prayer with that disposition of heart, it's God's desire to help us discover that, and it's in that that the power of prayer is released, that as I align my heart with his heart, it puts me in a position to, to experience, maybe a beautiful way to describe it would be the the flow of God's grace, that mm-hmm. it, there's nothing obstructing now the grace of God being directed in my life because I've, I've aligned my mind, my heart, my desire with what he's described or defined to be his will, and then there's power in prayer, and there yeah. should be in our hearts an expectation. Uh, God's going to do something because this is... God's will for it to be. And if I can play devil's advocate when we talk about, you know, God's
0: will, if it, and I think this is a valid question and and one that, um, you know, know, the I believe but help my unbelief almost type of uh, moments, if it's all about God's will and if we're centering our lives around you know not my will lord but yours then w- what is the emphasis what what is the behind moment of prayer there anyway isn't he going to do what he's going to do all along anyway yeah i mean anyway?
1: that's i'm sure some people when you talk about what what you need to do is seek god's will and then ask according to his will and the power then then if he's going to do what he's going to do then why do i need to ask right. i mean that that's Almost eliminating the free will yeah i mean of, yeah. no I, Think of it in terms of of how Jesus lived his life, and I think Jesus not only teaches us about prayer, but he models uh, the attitude of heart, Uh, and if you look at how Jesus lived, and even what he said about his life, he consistently emphasized that he did what he did because of the Father, and the Father's wisdom, and the Father's purpose. I'm reading from John 5. Listen to what Jesus says in verses 19 and 20. Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of his own accord— but only what he sees the father doing for whatever the father does that the son does likewise for the father loves the son and shows him all that he himself is doing and greater works than these jesus added uh, these he will show so that you may marvel the point i'm making there is see jesus lived his life realizing that inside the father's will was was the fullness of god's provision and grace. And it's, it's, it's like you're wanting to walk in the light where life can flow. And Jesus did that perfectly. Everything that he did, everything that he said, was a reflection of him allowing the Father to reveal the larger wisdom that is God's. Well, as he would talk to us, he would say, that's now what you want to do as well. You You want to come to God because in the light, in fellowship with God— that's where life will flow. That's where the grace hmm. and mercy of God, it abounds. And so when I come to pray, I'm not coming to try to dictate to God. I'm really wanting to come and say, now, God, I know where life, the source of life is. And so in my praying, I'm wanting to tap into that. And so help me to know your heart. Help me to to trust you to, to show me what needs to be done. And so, Lord, here, I, I want to... I want to seek your will now just as a a practical suggestion uh i think it's all right as you begin this conversation with the father to to start by asking what you would prefer (laughs) i mean i mean who doesn't when they look at a problem simply want god to take the problem away right i mean that's what we want and i think that's okay to to initiate a conversation where you're saying lord here i'm sick i I don't want to be sick anymore Heal me. Make me well. By all means, I would say start the conversation there. But quickly transition into saying, now, Father, I trust you. Help me to understand what you're doing. Now, I'm asking you to restore my health, but ultimately, it's your will that I desire. Uh, remember in James, he actually makes the comment in chapter four that uh, you, some of you do not have because you did not ask. And I don't ever want to be the person who (laughs) could have experienced a greater measure of God's activity simply because he didn't ask. I want to ask, but quickly acknowledge, now, Lord, what I long for is for your will, because you see what I do not see. You know what I do not know. You have a, a vision of the future I can never possess. And so my request right now is based upon my limited perception. And so if if this isn't what you want, I want what you want. Yeah. I want your will. and And if this sounds like it, well, you're making prayer sound as if it's kind of a conversation that you're having with God. And I hope that's how you understand <laughs> it, because that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. We're supposed to be on a life journey with the Father in heaven who loves us. And in as honest a way as we know how, we enter into a discussion with him, a conversation with him. We see a circumstance. We ask for him to act. And yet all along, we're saying repeatedly, I'm with you. I, I want your will to be done. I want your purposes to be fulfilled, because I know at the end of the day, that's where life will be found. I used the example on Sunday of the Apostle Paul as he was struggling with whatever that thorn in the flesh may have been. He really wanted it to be taken away, but as he expressed his heart to Jesus, Jesus quickly reminded him that he could even leave the thorn there, and Paul would experience a greater measure of God, the grace of God. Yeah. And in that, then Paul said, you know what? I'm going to rejoice in my weaknesses. I'm going to trust God's wisdom in that And so again I guess back to to the topic when you're praying, know that there's power in prayer but it's always going to be connected to my willingness to align my heart, my life with what God's seeking to manifest and and I, some days I do better with that than others but uh, my longing is for my prayer life, to reflect that disposition, yeah. You made a big point on uh,
0: Sunday. It was a, a, a sub point, I guess, really. Um, and you, you gave different options of how we can think, how we can um, different talking points, really, on um, aspects of how we should think when we pray, when we're seeking God in this way. And you mentioned think Jesus. Can well, we,
1: uh, again, it, uh, Jesus is our example, right? So we're going to look at him as the model, not only simply in what he. Teaches us directly, but what he lived out. I mean, again, it, remember, it's Jesus in the garden uh, who looked at the cross, and he really realized this is going to be indescribably hard. Yeah. But his prayer was, not my will— But yours be done. And this reminds me, and
0: what our you know our listeners may not know, but this is almost exactly like what we talked about this morning in our staff meeting regarding uh, the servant, the book that we're reading, uh, we're reading through right now, and this idea of humbling oneself so much to the point of service. And I think this this whole mindset of aligning our will with the with God's is is almost this act of humbling ourselves to the form of a servant and you bet it is. And uh, i love that i wanted to tie that in and that wasn't on the agenda but that that was such a cool moment for me clicking in my head as i'm hearing you unpack this the just the intertwining of
1: well and again humility really is the acknowledgement that god is god and we're not and yeah. so we, we are placing ourselves before him we're admitting our inadequacies uh and and so we are submitting ourselves to him even as Jesus modeled. And that's where life flows. God opposes the proud. He gives grace to the humble. The other example that I referenced on Sunday was the example James uses. He he points us to Elijah. But if you look at the example that he uh, describes on Elijah's part, it's fascinating. He doesn't point us to Elijah as this superhero of spirituality. He says, first of all, Elijah is really like us in our in our nature, and our weaknesses. But then he gives examples of prayer where Elijah prayed that it would stop raining and then he prayed that it would start raining. And, and James is writing largely to a Jewish audience. He knew that they would remember that he, Elijah was simply praying what God had revealed was his heart to do. And so the example in Elijah really mirrors the example in Jesus. Elijah was powerful in prayer. Because he prayed according to God's will. He wanted to know God's heart. And he said, okay, God, this is what you want to do. Lord, bring it about. Let us see the unimaginable and, and witness the power of all, the Almighty God. And, and what's exciting to me is in our lives, if we would just approach God humbly, seeking his will, then we can see God do, I think, some remarkable things. Yeah. Even to the degree, and here I'm speaking from a Baptist church building, even to the degree of healing someone miraculously, yeah. I think that still happens in two thousand and twenty. But it's God's call on that. What we're seeking is God's will, and the glory of God to be seen and in, in the revelation of that will in each of our lives. Yeah, and
0: there's uh, I think there's another aspect here with aligning ourselves with God's will that creates difficult prayers and it puts us in an uncomfortable prayer. Situation. i reminded of when I went to a funeral last week for someone who um, passed away from COVID and complications from COVID, actually. And the one thing I learned from um, his daughter, who is a, a great worship ministry mentor uh, to me, her name is Lainey, and she um, shared that they had prayed so often for, Lord, if it's in your will— heal our dad you no know, heal heal my father and um, more and more the Lord over time started to reveal to her that it was his will to heal him just not the way that maybe they had in mind and I think uh, you know it really ultimately what happened is he was healed in the ultimate form of, of healing He was he received a perfect healing by being accepted uh, into the throne room but
1: well, and again I think there's the lesson in that we're it's the growing follower of Jesus who realizes that what we want to do is place it in his hand. If he wants to do the exactly. dramatic, let's let's ask for it. Yeah. Like I said, I, if I'm going to There's, specific prayers are okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I can ask. Now, interestingly, at the close of both of our services on Sunday, we extended an invitation for people that wanted uh, that. Felt sick, and James was very precise about those that are sick to call for leaders in the church to pray over them, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. And we invited those that felt so led to meet us in the front foyer, and we actually had uh, several out of both services that came to be prayed over just so you know what was happening back there. Yes, we anointed them with oil. Just want you to realize we were allowing the oil just to be a physical reminder of God's power and grace. But the prayer we prayed was rather specific because I wanted to place it in God's hand. I prayed exactly what James described, where he said, ask him to come and pray over you, praying that the person would be saved and that the Lord would raise them up. And, and we allowed then the Lord to define in his will what that would be, whether it would result in a, a miraculous effect in the physical need that's there, or, as Paul would testify, the grace of God proved to be sufficient now to bring them forward through the experience. But what I wanted to do by that simple prayer was to place it back in God's hands. Now, this is your word, uh, Lord. This is what James revealed to us to be the promise— we lift the promise to you hmm. in faith, yeah. believing that you're going to act in accordance with your will. Yeah. Uh, I, if if you're listening to us today and, and you have a physical need and you feel within your heart listening to us that you want somebody to come and pray for you, I, as I offered on Sunday, contact the church office or even uh, send an email to our podcast, podcast at norfolkworth.com. Uh, we'll contact you. We'll come to your home. And yes, we'll ask the Lord to do what James describes, to save you and to raise you up and in, in the context of what God is seeking to accomplish in your life. And I believe God is going to do some beautiful things through that. And uh, again, uh, I yeah. thought Sunday was a blessing. Yeah, I think kind of on the,
0: uh, as we you know wrap up and close here, one of the kind of comparisons to leaving it in God's hands has been a lot of the things that we've tried to get back into the swing of um, in the life of our church, in the life of our ministries, and one of those is Upward. And yes. um, we wanted to mention that uh, today as we're gearing up. We're Actually, registration is open right now for Upward Basketball for um, the twenty spring tw- early spring 2021 uh, season, um, and you can check that out on our website. It's right there on the home page, um, or you can go to Northfootworth.com slash Upward Basketball to access the same page. Um, there's a link to register there. Um, all the information there. Um. then a few email links for you to be able to check out if you have any questions or anything like that. And, they're, they're and hoping know, to have...
1: We're going to be approaching Upward, applying many of the recommended uh, guidelines.
0: Yeah. It will be very different than what it Upward be has very, been very in the past.
1: But we're excited to be able to host a children's ministry. Uh, families need to be encouraged right now. Yeah. And we're trying to do everything that we can to encourage moms and dads and children. In fact, as, as we're moving into the month of December, if I can, Josh, just to do a quick promo, Yeah. Uh, as we move into Advent season, we're going to be providing, as we have in recent years, just some support for individuals and families that we think will be a blessing to you. Uh, we our, our Christmas theme, our emphasis this coming Advent season is going to be uh, the the. Title: Rediscover Christmas, yes. and there's even a, a devotional guide that uh, Josh has been working to format that we've received that we're going to be distributing that we want you to know. That's going to be coming soon. You'll be hearing more information about it, but pray that as we move into December that individuals and families alike will be able to rediscover Christmas given the restrictions of COVID, and that it's going to be a blessing. God's going to do some good things. Uh, we, in our staff team time this morning, we were talking about even our upcoming uh, Christmas Eve services and the plans that we're organizing for that. Uh, I say all that just to say, be forward-looking. We're looking with some expectation that God's going to do some some encouraging, uplifting things as we move into the month of December, and we absolutely want you to be a part for sure. A lot of big things coming, and we're, I'm really excited
0: about our Christmas emphasis, uh, and especially what we're doing with Advent, the whole theme of rediscovering Christmas. If, if we need to do anything, it's we need to take a closer look at things and maybe rediscover some elements, um, especially in a—this hol- is going to be a, one of the toughest holiday seasons to date, I'm sure, but um, really excited about what the Lord's going to do.
1: Well, Jesus came at a time among— the children of israel where it, it may have been even likened to the stress of covid it yeah. wasn't it wasn't a good time uh, across the nation at that time I mean, in the time the, of political and social turmoil. turmoil oh yeah. and and jesus came and yeah. and we're praying that we can all with eyes of faith have a fresh awareness that jesus is with us emmanuel god with us is at work even Uh, in the middle of all of these uh, uncertainties that surround us.
0: That's exciting exciting stuff. Church, be sure to uh, email us if you have any questions um, or comments or you want to discuss something even further. Podcast at NorthFortWorth.com. Be sure to uh, get in touch with us there. You can check out our previous uh, sermons and Wednesday night Bible studies and also uh, former podcast episodes and all of our future podcast episodes on NorthFortWorth.com slash media. Uh, we hope you have a great week and we hope you're able to, to tune in tomorrow as we are still going through um, our Wednesday night um, events and ministries. We want to we want you to be a part of that either online or in person. And then again, Sunday at 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. And uh, we're praying for you. We hope that you have a blessed week this week, and we'll see you next Tuesday.